50. Oh, the big 50. Hey, guys, what's 25 and 2? 27. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me redo that. What's 25 times 2? Is this uh, a trick question? I wasn't I told know. there would be math. There are multiple answers. One of the answers is 30 plus 20. The other answer is 49 plus 1. Is this math humor? Really? 110 <laughs> minus 60. I it's, love math humor. Our listeners are dropping right now like flies. <laughs> numbers? No, I'm giving you the numbers. All the numbers you want are right here on Game Eight, of Thrones, where 15, today... Eric's got the 42. numbers. Got the numbers, where we turn in 50. If anybody wants Eric's number, send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. What up, okay. podcast people? People that listen to them? Or perhaps friends that are hanging out with their sort of like, you know, the geeky friend that you have? You know, you're with them right now, and they're making you listen to this podcast. I apologize on, on their behalf. That they're making you do that. But I'm happy that they were following me through my whole number thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm happy that I'm happy that they're showing their friend. That's nice. You know who might be showing their listening. friend? The show right now? Kristen A212, who gave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And she did says, she really? Yes, she did. Oh, wow. She, and she opened up her comment by saying, don't want to get slapped with Hodor's blank. Okay. Which is always good. <laughs> Uh, because I don't think anybody wants to get slapped uh, by Hodor's blank. I can think of a few people that would probably like to get slapped. I don't know. Anyway. It's quite heavy, according to the chapter that we're reading this week. It is. I, I stand for And how appropriate. It, it, it is actually related to the chapter that we're reading uh, this I week. See. Uh, but she does go on to say, this podcast is amazing. Amazing wow. in capitals. Ugh. That's that's more than amazing, in my opinion. Ugh. Yay! Great in-depth discussion of the Game of Thrones books and show, not to mention the hilarious, witty banter that goes on between Zach, Micah, Selena, and Eric. Love the three-a-week format, too. Seriously makes my commute fly by. Stay Ooh. gooey, guys. Oh! Wow. I like that. She's nice. Yeah. She, she should come hang out with us when we do, like, cons and shit. Just come grab a brew. board game. Yeah, come play board game with us. Whose team is she on? Uh, she can do. There's there's eight families or or seven. I could really use some more fishwives. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't we all? all right, so you great. guys made the case last week that you're coming for me. So <laughs> all right, girl. I gotta, I gotta I'll be sending up. you Eric's number so you guys can get ready ahead of time. <laughs> you're gonna have this game is gonna be so good because literally Selena and I are literally going to destroy you, Eric. Like literally. Yes. It's gonna I be. Look, so I look bad. forward to it. I bet you do. Do you have to come in? I don't know how we decided costume? this, but I'm on board. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that we could be a good team, and I think that, like, literally, he wouldn't be able to stand a chance. But What's, maybe with Kristen on his side. Yeah, yeah, she's probably got her head head on right. She said we were amazing with all caps, so I think she probably knows what's up. See how nice we are to the people who give us five stars on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. So they, <laughs> they just don't want to hear the other stuff. Though. But you guys didn't answer my question for this board game. Do you have to come in costume? Is that part of the rules? We did. What did we do? We did like we were we were first off we were eating pizza so that's cool but I'm pretty sure we we were drinking alcohol while we did it so I mean that's sort of that sort of makes sense right because they always drink and get drunk on Thrones like constantly. Did you guys see that uh, it, the Game of Thrones drinking game? That I was literally just thinking about that. <laughs> literally, like with uh, I think I know exactly which one you're thinking about is drink every time Tyrion drinks, right? Yes, exactly. Yes, and every exactly. time someone says Khaleesi, yeah, <laughs> Khaleesi, uh. it's just down the drink. <laughs> <laughs> we should seriously, you guys, we should do. We need to do this. 
Absolutely. We need to do commentary and just do this and just get okay. pissed in the spirit of, of Game of Thrones. It's most of the commentary is just going to be drink. Since we <laughs> recorded our, our, our last show, not the, this last show, but the one before we took the break, they have announced a official line of Game of Thrones beer. I know. I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Not that I'll be able to drink it because it's an American, but, you know, Ooh. in can spirit. You, can you ship it? Can that <laughs> ship beer? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I thought you were the expert on shipping, though, so I didn't even know. <laughs> I ship beer with uh... <laughs> oh, brandy. <God. laughs> Speaking of drinking, somebody who's completely underage for that sort of thing is Brad. Oh, but it Eric. is Westeros. Boom! I got my book back. Thank you, Selena, for You're giving welcome. that back to me. My transition book. <laughs> yeah. I'm- I was trying to borrow it from her, but she said that she's got to remain loyal. So I hope this doesn't have anything to do with our game, Selena. Who knows what secret alliances are being plotted? Damn it. <laughs> well, I guess I shouldn't tell you about Micah and I. Is. It's too late. I already allied myself with Micah. I'm taking yeah. you all down. <laughs> we'll see about that. It feels like we're playing the board game right now. Let us know on Twitter who you think. <laughs> who would win? Who, who, the real, who the real alliances will be. The real ones. I'm talking like the original four on Survivor. You know what I mean? Like Rudy, Richard Hatch, the other two, I forget their names, but they were like, we're going to stay together until the end. We're going to stay together for the kids, and then Richard Hatch is going to win because he got naked. The end, you know? So (laughs) let us know on Twitter who the real alliances are and who you think might win, because that'd be interesting. And I'm just going to give you a disclaimer ahead of time. I will most definitely lose. So there's that. (laughs) Because I was literally destroyed. I played as the Lannisters. And I was eaten, like literally eaten. So there's that. Wow. Yeah. So tough break. Well, how did Ian do? Uh, Ian won actually, because he was the Baratheon, and the Baratheons they start out with such a huge leg up because geographically they start at King's Landing, and there's yeah. so many good ports there. And I we start at Lannisport, so yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. I figured he'd win just because of his degree. Also because he has played it four times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's that. Yeah. I mean, we said this was a brand chapter, but really, guys, I think you would agree with me. I would not be out of line in saying that this was pretty much as close to a Hodor chapter as we really could hope for. Yeah. It really was. Um, Because Bran is obviously riding on Hodor's back in a basket. Um, But so Hodor goes everywhere Bran does, and and they have a lot of interactions throughout throughout this chapter when Bran basically spends most of the chapter, I think, in the godswood. Yeah. you know, Rob Stark is is preparing to leave, and Bran doesn't want him to go. Yeah, and and you get this really bad feeling for Bran. I mean, he just he's in such disappointment. I feel like throughout the entire chapter, because at one moment he's listening to these people make fun of him, and then he's thinking about his brother who won't shut up, and and is sad that everybody's going south and nobody's ever coming back. And the only place that he's able to have peace is is in the Godswood, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's you forget that he's not even ten years old at this at this moment. Yet so much responsibility is about to be thrust upon him. Yeah, Little it's uh, the ages in these in these books like continue to baffle me, especially after the series because our pictures of them have changed so much. But it's things like Bran being so young and um and what's his face? Uh, what is his name? Um, Rob, Rob being like 15 and commanding mm-hmm. an army. It's things like that that are just completely impossible to imagine. Yeah, and all the bannermen get behind him too, don't they? That was a yeah, very, exactly. Very this cool little 15 year old kid. We, I know 15 year old boys. I mean, 
I wouldn't follow him into battle. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh, that was a really great scene. It's actually it's in the it's in the show. We're we're just so you guys can be on the same page as us. We are sort of talking about what they loosely depicted in the show, where the guy was giving Rob shit, and then Rob's wolf bit off some of his fingers. It was so much more intense in the book. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It kind of came out of nowhere, I felt like, because this chapter moved around so much. For example, when Rob was leaving at the end, I was like, wait, he's leaving? This really sort of... It's interesting because the way Martin is writing Brand's chapters, he's so so in the clouds. There's not very Mm -hmm. much structure from place to place, you know, within within his travels around Winterfell. So when Rob leaves, it's like, oh, he's gone. Or when this scene happened, when, when Rob was was getting the car Starks and all those people behind him. And the guy was like, listen, we're not going to get behind you or some shit. And he pulls out his sword and it was a crazy scene because tables were getting flipped. Bad stuff was happening. There was about to be some real shit go down. And literally Rob was like not moving. He was so chill. And he basically mm-hmm. like snapped his fingers and his wolf went and just settled the whole thing down. And then the guy was like, you're the shit. And then it, it literally said, like, <laughs> from that moment on, he was Rob's right-hand man and told everyone from that point on, you got to listen to this kid. He's a real Stark. And if you don't, you're going to have your kneecaps chewed off if you don't bow on them. <laughs> like, that is so cool. That is so cool. I was literally, like, getting goosebumps reading that because I was just like, badass for Rob because you are cool. I do like you. And in the book, you you are such a cool person and, like, you literally are Ned Stark's son. And that that was really nice to read. Yeah, I, I can't say that's ever worked out for me. You know, I have my dog chew off some guy's hand and he likes me more. I just... I just <laughs> <laughs> but nice effort that you tried. Yeah. Yeah, right? No, it, it just Dedication. tends to get me in a lot of trouble. It's cool though, right? It's like Rob deserves yeah. his spot, like being king in the North. He deserves it. Oh, totally. But the thing is, isn't it like a death sentence to have the two two of the fingers of either hand, really, you know, bit off in a, in a land where you have to hold the sword to save your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if you're a general, like, or whatever this guy, I imagine it's him to be. be tough. <laughs> He's like, just... How's he going to hold the sword with three hands? Your three fingers, sorry. You're right. I mean, losing something like a hand in Game of Thrones is, like, almost impossible to imagine how they could manage to carry on. That's one of the reasons I feel so much <laughs> nice for... Nice, Selena. <laughs> the asshole. <laughs> sorry, did I throw off your uh, chain of thought there? Yeah. It's one of the reasons I feel so strongly for Bran is really at the beginning of this chapter, we got to see a a strong insight into his mind when it comes to dealing with his injuries. And I have, I have an understanding of the situation because obviously, I mean, you guys know I, after the stuff that happened to me, I lived a long time sort of like paralyzed and I couldn't move around. I was kind of like bedridden and, or like eventually I could get up to a wheelchair. I could do that. But when he was basically talking about peering out the windows and seeing all these people's do the things that he used to be able to do. He was like, I could take down Tommen in two seconds. Like I, I was a, I was a tough kid. I could climb walls. If I wanted to go somewhere, I would just climb the wall and go and deal with the punishment later. And he's not only having the leadership of this entire keep in this bad, bad time thrown upon him because his brother's riding off to war, but he's also dealing with the emotion and the battle with his limitations physically and it's taking a massive tax on him. And I just read that and I'm just like, oh man, it sucks. You know what I, I read though into this this chapter and I thought it was an odd thought to have at the time, but I really thought, hey, 
you know, the loss of his legs really mellowed him out. Um, and I guess that will. <laughs> but, but what I mean though is that it also kind of served in a way to mature him because whereas before, you know, his mom's like, don't climb the walls. He climbs the walls. He would just climb and he would give in to all of his, um, impulses and all that stuff because he could. He was a great climber. He was better than anybody, um, on that front. Not being able to do that has really allowed him to kind of, I guess, understand a little bit more about, the reasons why people do things, you know, he's able to sit with his brother and his brother's able to talk to him about the different, um, tribes and the way that all works. And it just seemed to me like, even when he goes to the Godswood and stuff, he's, he's made a, a strange peace with it, but at least now it's actually allowed him to kind of settle down, not really be a kid anymore, which, you know, we could all agree is actually quite sad because he's not even 10 or he's only 10 or something, but it's really taken the childhood out of him, but possibly in a good way, considering what he's being required to do now which is to lead Winterfell after Rob leaves. I think that's a really good point, and I think that's something that's interesting about the series as a whole, because you can sort of look at some of these characters' fates and think that this is really unfair and it's really hard. It's really hard to read about someone like Bran, who, for him, climbing is everything, and suddenly that is the one thing that he will never be able to do again. But I think in terms of writing the story, they already have a lot of characters that can run around Westeros, like... Arya is a good example of it. She literally runs around Westeros and they'd probably need someone like Bran to be more grounded because it allows him to sit back and think and, and to express some of the some of the parts of the story that you wouldn't be able to reflect on if you were busy leading an army or running away from Lannisters or whatever, you know? Yeah. No, the other thing that, that I noticed in this chapter though, and, and I guess you get a lot of it uh, because of the way that George R. R. Martin decides to write the series is you really see a lot of Rob through Bran. And this is just another one of those examples where you have a a point of view character and yet you're learning about another character and what that character is doing. And, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that you never see what's happening through Rob's point of view, which is a lot different from the series because in the series, and I mean the TV series, you see a lot more from his perspective. And so, you know, in th in this chapter in particular, you're you're experience a lot of what is going on with Rob through Bran's eyes. Also through Bran's eyes, you find that Hodor really likes hot water and that whenever <laughs> a, a bubble breaks on the surface from underneath the earth, he feels the need to belch to match it Ooh. while he's bathing in the godswood. Wouldn't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I try and match every bubble beneath from a gas up above. I I don't really know. I just want to say this to everybody listening. Comment that. Um, Hodor hates cold water, but he very much <laughs> enjoys dipping in the hot springs that are just too hot for anyone else, and he likes to stay in the water for Except hours Daenerys. at a time. I'm going to ship Danny so, and him. So I'm just throwing that, that out there. Mean? That's all what I'm is, saying. What are you saying? What are you that's implying about Hodor's heritage? That's all I'm saying. So, that's all I'm saying. Wow. Also, he hates soap. Hey, That's you guys, what if the series ends with Hodor on the Iron Throne? That's all I'm saying. How would he give orders? <laughs> would he just well, he be wouldn't. like, It'll be Hodor, like such a peaceful and, kingdom. And his Kingsguard would be like, okay, I think he wants us to attack Lannisport. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. He's calling for all the children to come so he can read him a story. And they, they have like this big debate. It's a democracy because um, Hodor just sits there, shouts Hodor, and then the rest of them decide what to do. <laughs> maybe maybe Hodor is not speaking anything but Hodor right now because he has nothing to say. But once he does have something to say, let me tell you. Oh, it He'll will be something. Say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I will say before we wrap this up, um, the star of this chapter besides Hodor, there was quite a bit of that we did learn about Hodor here. But um, Asha, 
uh, Osha, Asha, how do we Osha. say that? Osha just literally comes upon Bran when he's in the, the godswood and kind of reassures him that the gods he's praying to for Rob's safety are hearing him and that the gods are actually responding to him through the wind. Yeah. Um, and this was something that I guess Bran had not really considered before. And it gives him some comfort until she's like, well, actually, they're saying that they can't help Brand or Rob because once he goes south, there's no more weirwood trees, so they can't see him to protect him. Yeah. I also liked how it said that Bran feels comfort in the eyes of the weirwood trees, whereas before, as a younger kid, I guess, he, he was actually quite fearful and quite scared, but now it's a much different situation. Um, mm -hmm. And and I wonder if some of that has to do with his condition and, and the situation that he's found himself in now, that he sort of takes solace in the eyes of these trees. Yeah, I think that kind of fed my um, thought that he's just maturing and is able to kind of deal with some of the things that he's going to be tasked with in the future. Um, still, you know, tough break, um, you know, in his situation, but I think it's it's kind of given him the, the ability to, to handle what's coming. And furthermore, Asha sees Hodor... Uh, or Osha sees Hodor, who seems to have forgotten his clothes, <laughs> walking Aww, up to them. And she's like, man, if he is not half dragon, I am the queen. <laughs> Gi giant, <laughs> not giant, dragon. But, but okay. Oh, yeah. did I say dragon? Just yeah. say whatever you want. <laughs> He's not half giant. I am the queen. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, that, that was a really funny scene. I just love that. And then, then she's like basically asking Bran if he knows what sex is. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I've seen horses and dogs, <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> she's talking about giant sex, though. How these dudes, these human men, like apparently impregnate Isn't these female giants. Isn't this pretty giants. much what happens in Harry Potter? They just never it's exactly really... what happens. <laughs> yes. In that, Joe yes. is just like, yeah, no, we don't talk about that. But here it's right. like, George R. Martin's like, screw it, I'm talking about it. Dude, giantesses, they are so sexy. <laughs> like those legs are so long. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, how can you say no? The, the so, one thing Brad forgot is, is that he saw a brother and sister doing it too. Oh, oh yeah. yes, true. Yeah. But he did oh, yeah. forget that, though. Yeah, why didn't I'm surprised it didn't ring that? any bells. That no bells were rung when she's talking about that. But I guess at this point, is it still a repressed memory? Or right? Yeah, he hasn't. It's yeah. definitely repressed. Uh, Figured it out. the The other thing that I thought was interesting was what Rickon brings up when he's saying that all the Starks go south, they never come back. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I can't stand Rickon. What? <laughs> why not? He's like four. Yeah, that's why I can't and stand him. And almost a just, man, according to Rob. Yeah, almost a <laughs> man. He's just this bratty kid. He's throwing shit around. He's it's terrible. He I think cannot his situation be consoled. is uh is you know I think he's performing mildly what he should. Um, yeah, possibly, but but the thing is, he has a direwolf too who behaves just like him, and that makes it a problem. There's a scene described in the crypts where Rickon has gone to the crypts, and Rob has to fend off or fight off like the dire wolf and Rickon's got a sword and I'm just like, Oh, come on. Like this is just a temper tantrum that has no place or no sense. Like, I think it's important to write, um, that not all the Starks are in agreement with what's happening to the rest of their family. Yeah. Well, um, now that we know Eric hates children, I'm just yeah. saying, look, I didn't like him in the show either when he was banging on the pe or crunching well, I think the peanuts. It's kind of the point. Like, I think there is a real rage in Rickon that George R. Martin is sort of skirting over for now, but I think it's going to mm -hmm. be important later in the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, that, that's a good point. And the, the other uh, last thing that I'll bring up about this chapter was the letter that uh, Rob receives from Sansa from King's Landing about 
what's happened. You know, there's so much talk in this chapter about all the theories that they've heard from people who've traveled along the King's Road to get to Winterfell. And now finally here they have the the real truth, supposedly, from Sansa. And Rob just goes off the handle. You know, he's saying, How is it that yet again Sansa forgets to mention Arya in, in the letter? <laughs> I know. It's, it's it's as if it constantly slips uh Sansa's mind to ever mention or think about her sister. Uh but then I really like Bran brought it around to the direwolves again. And, and I think he attributes a lot of what Sansa is going through and a lot of her behavior to the fact that she's lost her direwolf. That was a really interesting thing he said, because it was the first, his first reaction. He's like, well, she's lost her direwolf. So yeah. Yeah. It's or, like, she's forgotten what it is to be a Stark because she doesn't have that constant reminder by her except side. She kind of was the same way all this time. Like we've, we've had clues yeah. that she's been that way all along. You know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. sort of felt like it was a bit of, Brand trying to stick up for his sister in a yeah. way, but I see what he means. It's interesting. I always, I always wanted there to be more significance to the direwolves and to losing your direwolf. She's very opportunistic. And we saw that chapter. She for just it just slipped her mind. She didn't ask about Arya. It's not like Cersei didn't let her put it into the letter. She just legit didn't even ask where Arya was. Right when yeah. she when she was in the meeting with the queen. So yeah, that's. I'm glad it's not going unnoticed by the rest of her family. Um. Because I, I think it is quite cruel to not think of one's own sister. It yep. is. It is absolutely terrible. But, but it's we'll it's interesting because she's a you know she's a point of view character that she does some things that is really really hard to to stand behind. But then later you know you right. want to be on her side. So I hope Arya comes back and rescues Sansa, and then Sansa will be forever in her life debt. <laughs> what do you guys think of the of what Osha was telling Bran that Rob was going the wrong way? Eric, you mentioned this before. But oh. but now the fact that we we just came off the last chapter with John killing this white, and we know that there's more beyond the wall than there than meets the eye, right? We also get these stories from Osha about giants and other creatures. What kind of feeling do you have? Let's say you're reading you're reading it for the first time. You don't know anything more than what's really happened. Let's say in season two on on HBO. What's your feeling now? knowing that Rob is going south and clearly there's some issues that they're going to have to deal with up north. I still think going south is the right right thing to do at this point um, because the powers up north haven't really reared their ugly heads yet, so nobody's really going to believe it. He's fighting a losing battle. Everybody believes that Ned Stark has been captured and that that's a big issue impacting Westeros, whereas the amount of people who believe that the White Walkers are back, there's almost zero proof and it's really just a bunch of scared people on the wall. Um, you know, I think it's said in either the next chapter or the one with Catelyn in it, Rob and Catelyn are talking and she's like, well, the North doesn't, you know, they don't have Ned, like the South have Ned. That's, that's our big problem. You know, our father isn't captive above the wall. Our father's captive down South. And that's why Rob runs South. Yeah. They're fighting personal battles as opposed to banding together and find and fighting the big battle, you know? So I, I think it's the right call, especially because the North hasn't reared its ugly head even yet. So... Like until maybe even season three, it probably won't happen. So that's just my guess. I don't know anything. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, go where you want. This is a fun story. (laughs) I'll read it. Uh, And that's where the chapter ends with Rob heading off to war. For pretty much lack of a better term. And Bronn is the master of the house. Or Bran. Bran comes back. Bran would be cooler. They should make a spinoff called Bran and Bran. Yeah, and Ocean Asha. <laughs> yeah. Because I just couldn't think of any better names 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. There's too many George. spinoffs coming from this uh, coming from this book series. Agreed. Shit yeah. just got real. <laughs> I know. I'm about the. I'm about. I need a drink. Of your golden Gre- cup. Gregor. Oh. Gregor. <laughs> Gregor, could I have yes, please. Just a this is the part of the episode where we uh we talk about our owns. It's been a, a slightly long time since we've had those, considering uh last episode we had no reason to throw out some. But this week we do. We do have reason to throw out some owns because we read some of the book and I'm gonna have to toss it to someone else because I haven't quite decided mine yet. I'm gonna go with the uh the agreement that Hodor and Bran reach at the very end of the chapter where the wor- last words are Hodor says Hodor. Hodor agrees, Bran, <laughs> wondering what that meant. So oh, they, they that. have a they nice have a pretty one. good understanding there. I think they just made it made a deal that's going to become relevant. Yeah, a little later on. I, like <laughs> I got to give it to a Rob's Direwolf for you know pretty much <laughs> you know turning the tide essentially of, of everything and actually ensuring that the rest of the book can happen. So well right. done for eating those fingers. <laughs> my own goes to Meister Lewin when he says. This is Bran who is asking him about, oh, how many knights are in, you know, the the guard that are showing up here that are going to march south with Rob? And Lewin says, a man's worth is not marked by a sir before his name. Oh, I remember reading that and I was thinking, should we read that out loud on the show? And I was like, mm, that's good. It's good. But I, I just thought it was fascinating that the knighthood or the knightship is not really offered to anybody up north because they are... Uh, they worship the other, the old gods. Um, so the knightship doesn't really work for them. They don't have knights. They just have fierce warriors. That entire bit where they were talking about troops and who's going where. And Bram was like, so how many knights do they have? And Maester was like, listen, I know that you like the thought of knights. You need knights. Knights are cool. The thing about the North is knights need to be anointed by the seven. And in the North, we don't give a shit about the seven. So <laughs> we don't technically have knights per se, but we do have fearsome warriors that will eat the young of their enemies. So we, we're doing all right. And so Bram was like, okay. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, I'm going to have to give my own to Rob because his incredible resolve during that entire situation was awesome. And what was even more awesome was when Martin totally pulled an awesome move in writing and let us see Rob's age. Because when he was talking to Bran afterward, he was like, dude, I thought he was going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously thought he was going to kill me. (laughs) And I don't know how we got out of it, but we did. And he's like, high five. You want to go get lunch? Sounds good to me. And so (laughs) eh, cool, cool bit in the book. So I like that a lot. So don't forget, you can always send us an email with your thoughts on anything that we discuss, as well as your thoughts on pretty much anything else uh, that isn't discussed, to contact at gameofowns.com, or you can find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash gameofowns. Ooh, that's me. Yes. <laughs> or is it me? I, I get confused know. if we have an know. order. We, Game anyway. of Owns is in part brought to you by hypopole.com. Oh my god, I do not speak like that. <laughs> no, you don't. It's terrible. I'm so terrible. taking you down you forgot in the this accent, game. Eric. Yeah, yeah, Eric, fuck you. You're right, Selena? <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, that, she didn't sound like that That's no way to like treat somebody who got you Brand's Adventures in Ireland for a Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have it anymore because Giordano's I took sent it. it to you. I sent it to you in oh, email. did you? In email. Oh, okay, good. It's Dude. in PDF form. Now you have it in your inbox. Okay, so oh, awesome. Game of Phones is in part brought to you by Hypo.com. <laughs> Stop making fun of Selena, Eric. Yeah, Eric. <laughs> I'm not. You said it was you. You said it was your turn. So what a go. Jerk. Yes, I think I've done it. Hypo.com. 
H-Y-P-A-B-L-E.com. Okay. Don't forget the forums because I've been uh, clicking through there some. I, I looked when I was uh, I had a break the other day and I saw some more nice things posted about the show. I had a little tear run down my face and then it froze into a nice Aww. crystal and blew away. So, Well, the forums are about to get revamped soon, so really, better save your tears for save later. Your- There'll be no tears in the end. Listen to that rap song, everybody, by Scarface. It's in Office Space, and it's a sweet rap song. Anyway, you can, <laughs> you can also download it on iTunes. Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, download it on iTunes, and while you're there downloading the show, and you're waiting for it to uh, hop onto your laptop, desktop, mobile device, you can uh, do us a favor and rate and review us. Uh, nothing less than five stars is acceptable. As we read at the top of the show, Kristen was nice enough uh, to do that because she didn't want to get slapped with Hodor's what have you, uh, you know, insert whatever um, body part you want. And Dong. No. If that's your <laughs> choice, then by all means. But, uh, you know, the, the way we've done it in the past, and uh, I don't think it's right to change, even though it is a new year and people like to make resolutions heading into a new year. Um, we do say uh, on this show that uh, you must re- review us with five stars or else – you will be, and I think it's only appropriate for this episode that we replay the uh, the threat that was given uh, by our friend Chris uh, when he was on the show uh, last year, because this this scene does in fact happen in this chapter. Don't you guys agree? <laughs> yes, this is the the moments. And and really, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. It is extremely hard to top that particular threat. Um, because uh, quite frankly, I, I was astounded when I heard that at the end of the show, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, he really just went there, and he really just said that." Yeah, I know. Um, but how much? How bad must it be? Must it be for the prosthetics department to get an order for like fourteen goblin heads, a few orcs, and then a prosthetic cock? They for... needed at least three of them, man. You know they did. Yeah, yeah, three just orders for a prosthetic manhood. There you go. For Hodor. There you go. Can't say that their jobs aren't interesting. No, jobs are cool. I'm really pleased. <laughs> it's really... Me, yeah. me too, me too. I was worried. Yeah. I really was worried. I wasn't worried. I was worried too. I was, I was worried. Okay, guys, give this show a five-star rating, or I will beat you around the face and neck with my prosthetic Hodor penis. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> It's a podcast on the internet or your phones or other things with speakers. I'm Zach Louie. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Selena Wilkin. And I'm Mike Tannenbaum. Stay gooey with us. Stay gooey. Gooey Louie. Gooey Louie. That's my name. It's a board game. 